and um, we are going to discuss it and we're going to learn it. Amen. And, and my prayer is that you are encouraged and inspired to do Christian meditation as part of what we already do. Okay, so that is prayer, worshiping together, coming to church, you know, all those things that we do. And um, sometimes Christian meditation doesn't get the attention that it needs along with the other spiritual disciplines that we do as believers. Amen. So, you know, in today's world, when we, when I say, if I say the word meditation, what is the first picture that we grab in our minds? Right? Is it not, you know, somebody in, uh, was it with their feet crossed, with their hands like this going, mm, right? This, this is the first thing that we think of. We think of the yoga style meditation. We think of the Buddhist style of meditation where you hear gonging and you hear the monks going, mm, right? Or, or whatever syllable it is that uh, you want to recite. But Christian meditation is that, not that type of meditation. I'm not referring to the type of meditation that is only focused on relaxation. The meditation we're going to be discussing is going to involve soul, spirit, and the body. Christian meditation or biblical meditation requires that your being is active. Even though you are going to experience the the medical benefits of it, okay? There is that that body benefit of meditation, which is you're going to be relaxed, your body's going to be feel regenerated, renewed, you know, all the things that go with that. You're going to uh what people call being present. You're going to be present with the Lord. And there's a special something that happens when we bring our whole selves to be present with God and sit with him. And it's kind of hard to do that in such a world that is so busy, right? It's so busy. We're always constantly on, you know, a lot of us even still sleep with our cell phones next to us. You know, it, it, these things are not helpful. And so the reason I'm bringing this topic of meditation is going to be three things, okay? Three reasons. And this is the importance of meditation in any believer's life. If you are a serious believer or want to grow more in your walk with Christ, you need to introduce meditation or increase in it. And the three reasons are this. It's the, it renews your mind, it strengthens the mind, and it builds your faith. If any of these things ring a bell, if you feel sometimes weak in mind, it's because you need meditation. If you feel like you are lacking in your Christian walk, it is because you are requiring renewing of your mind. If you feel weak in faith, meditation would also help. Amen? And so this is why I feel that this is very, very important. Romans 12, 2 says this, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good 
and acceptable and perfect will of God. And the key words that I'm focusing in on here in the passage is renewing of our mind. You know, I could have titled this message, Renewing Our Mind, but most of us would not find that quite interesting enough. Rather, have I said meditation, okay? And that is because it's a mind thing. So meditation is very, very important in our perspective of ourselves and our life and our Christian walk. Because it, it informs us. And we're going to see that um, as we go on with the rest of the uh, points that we have this morning. Um, meditation is basically thinking on something over and over and over again. So let's go to the first point. So the first point we have this morning is renewing the mind. Renewing the mind. So that's Romans 12 too. It says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of the mind. So here's a little something that I wanted to throw in here as we go into this. There is a difference between your brain and the mind. There is a difference between your brain and the mind. The mind is part of your soul. The mind is part of our soul. The brain is the organ of our body. The brain, the organ of our body, helps us to intake information from our outside world. It helps us to compute things. It's a processor. It processes information. It helps control bodily functions. Scientifically, if you look at the brain, it helps us to release hormones in our body so it can you know, do all the miracle things that it does, okay? But the mind, the mind is our way of thinking. Our mind is our perspective of things. Our mind is not the organ. Our mind consists of beliefs, imagination, attitudes, feelings. If we were without mind, we would just be robots. We'd be cold like a robot. This is the big difference. Okay? So the mind consists of our beliefs, imaginations, attitudes, and feelings. So that means, therefore, our mind is based on what we process from our brains into our minds from our world. The books we read, our experience in life, lessons that we learn, and so forth and so on, right? So why do we need to renew our minds? Romans 12, 2 says in that second part that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. When we come to get saved... We get saved because we have the revelation that Jesus Christ died for our sins, right? And with that comes freedom from guilt, shame, condemnation. However, this is the beginning of the regeneration of our mind. 
And that's sometimes as Christians, we stop there. We stop at uh, Jesus Christ died for my sins, and now I can, I'm washed clean from that. It, we need to continue. See, renewing our mind is a lifelong process. So long as we're breathing and living on this world, renewing our mind is something that we have to constantly do. And it's the same, and renewing our mind and meditation, they are interchangeable, okay? So biblical meditation is the regeneration of our minds with God's truth, revelation, and way of being. Our mind should come to a place where we can prove that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. This is what renewing the mind is. When we can prove that the will of God is good, acceptable, and perfect. And so what the enemy does at any given time, it doesn't matter if you've been a Christian for 40 years. The enemy will always try. And one of the things that he loves to try is for us to believe that God is not good. How many times have we experienced something that just touches our being so much that you start questioning God, why? God, why would you allow this? Why would you do this to me? Why is this happening to me? Now, the questions in themselves are not bad. What we do next is going to be important, okay? It's, it's not bad. It's human emotion, right? And I'm not saying these things are bad. They, they happen to all of us. It's, it's just how we are built. But what we do next is going to be important. What will you say next? Will you say, okay, God, but I know that you're good. Why are we able to say that? Because we have constantly meditated on the word of God. We're renewing our mind with the fact, uh, with, with the truths of God's words. We have come to know how God is and we know that there has not been one time where he has not taken us through. Is that not truth? I cannot remember a time, and I'm sure those of us who have been believers for any significant amount of time know that God has never left us nor forsaken us at any given point in time. So the present time that we're feeling those things is not going to be any different. But when you know that, after your emotions kick in, that meditation of God's word should come forth. And that leads our life and gives us that perspective. Amen? This is what renewing the mind does. Hallelujah. So we have to come to a place where we're asking ourselves, what do, what's my script in my mind? What do I tell myself on a consistent basis? Sometimes I don't think that we ask ourselves enough. Do you tell yourself things will never change? This is my life. This is how it's going to be all the time. I'm sick and tired of going to church every Sunday. I'm tired of, you know, this. You know, what is the script that we say to ourselves on a consistent basis. We have to ask that question because if we're going to be transformed, if we're going to be people of light, if we're going to be people that impact world, that can say testimony, that can evangelize, 
We have to have that renewal of mind. What is our daily script? Do we tell ourselves that we are no good all the time? Do we constantly have that draggy feeling that things will never see the end of the tunnel, that this is my life all the time? Or would you rather focus and meditate on what God's word says? Which is that you are the head and not the tail. You are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. Amen? Are, are we, is that what we're repeating to ourselves? Uh, and I'm not saying we don't have feelings and we don't have emotions, but when the feeling, the emotions come, is our mind ready? Is our mind ready? Because we've renewed it with the, what the word says about us. Have we informed our mind, irregardless of what everybody else does or says? When the doctor tells you, when the doctor says that there's sickness, you've seen a lot of people dying from the sickness. Will you take that? Is that what you will, is that what we will take? Or are we gonna rather say, the word says that by his stripes, I am healed. The word says that I shall live and declare the works of the Lord in the land of the living. What is the script? What is the meditation? Amen. And when we do this, when we renew our minds, begin to ask ourselves, we will begin to form thoughts. And these are the thoughts. They fall into the same categories. The thoughts that are going to form are going to be, God will take me to his perfect will. God will take me to a good place. God will take me to an acceptable place. He leads me to green pastures and brings me beside still waters. This is not his word. And so we begin to see that our pattern of thinking begins to change and our uh, minds begin to be renewed. Amen. And we go deeper and deeper with God. So let's always remember that God has a better life for us than the one we can give ourselves. We have to submit to God's way, the way we learn and how we process and know that the way is through the scriptures. Amen. So let's go to our second point this morning. So Christian meditation also, what's number two, strengthens the mind. Christian meditation strengthens the mind. When we meditate, we learn to hear God's voice. We learn to hear God's voice. We deepen our relationship with him, and we get to hear his voice better. You know, in, in the movies and things like that, they always have like this booming, deep voice from the heavens uh, speaking, but God's voice is not like that. Okay, that's just for movies. God's voice is a still, small voice, and the way we hear that voice is when we can meditate and quiet ourselves down. 
from everything around us. I was talking to a friend yesterday and, um, you know, I, I've been through a, a time in, in my short life that um, was very quite, quite difficult for me. And one of the things that helped me get up from that dark place was when my husband and I would take time out and just meditate and pray for just a whole day. And I found those times to be times of turnaround. They were key and pivotal moments that I could sense, I could pinpoint to them that caused shifts. And so those moments will help us to um, hear God's voice better because we come to that quiet, quiet place. Amen. And we can gain revelation from them. So when it comes to strengthening our mind, let's just, um, and remember our mind, remember where the mind is, okay? So um, which which is stronger for us? Which is stronger, do you think, the spirit or the flesh? Which is stronger, the spirit or the flesh? If we say the spirit, then we are right. The spirit is stronger. And so this means this is the one that needs to be fed and cultivated. And so that how do we cultivate that spirit? How do we cultivate ourselves? And part of that is meditation. So the other ways that we're going to add to that list is praying, fasting, studying the word of God. And so now those are what, um, and this is, I, I, they're organized, everybody organizes them differently, but this organization is coming from uh, Richard Foster, and he's the, the author of uh, The Celebration of Disciplines, okay? And I just find that it to be just more organized for me. Um, it just speaks to me more. Um, so, and then there's other disciplines, of course, the outward disciplines, which is simplicity, solitude, submission, service. And then there's uh, the corporate ones, which sometimes we forget about those, right? The corporate disciplines, which is confession, worship, guidance, and then celebration. So in order to be a healthy Christian, we should be well-rounded in all in all the disciplines. But obviously today, we're um, focusing on meditation. And the reason I'm saying that is because I want us to understand that meditation is just one aspect. That's why I'm, I'm, high, I'm saying that, because I want us to understand it's just one aspect, and it's just focusing on the inner inner being. And there's more to it than just that. Okay, but this is just an inner being thing. It's, it's for our inside. And um, I, I'm focusing on the inside because if we don't get the inside right, we can't get the outside right. It's not the other way around. You know, we can't just come to church and do service and do the act like we're doing the right things, but our inward is just not right. Um, we're going to crash. We're going to eventually crash and burn if we do that. Okay. So um, let's getting back to this. So, so we have to feed the spirit. And so meditation is going to be part of that, which is why um, our minds get strengthened. Okay, because our mind is part of that spiritual being part of us that nobody sees. And so we have to make sure that we're feeding it correctly. Romans 8, 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the spirit 
the things of the spirit. 1 Timothy 4, 8, for bodily exercise profits little, but godliness is profitable for all things, having promise of the life that is now is and that which is to come, which means that when we focus on our inner being, when that's a focus, we have promise of life now on this earth and for eternity. Bodily exercise, outward things, is good only for the now. It has no eternal benefit, even though it's good, but it's only temporary. Amen? So that is another reason why uh, it, it will strengthen our mind when we focus on the inside of us. Amen? Okay, the other, the other thing on strengthening the mind that's very important why do we need to strengthen a mind? Why are we focused on meditation? Is because strength brings stability. Strength brings stability. Um, we've seen on the news, right? To prove this, we've seen on the news the um, things that have been happening where sinkholes happen. Sinkholes happen. And you go, what in the world? is going on. Why are they sinkholes? What happens on the underneath? The outside looks fine. What's happening underneath? It's because the ground underneath has, has weakened and is, is going down in. So then the outside structure becomes weak and sinks together. So if our mind is not strong, if we don't have strength from meditating on God's word and studying and praying, if we're not doing all of it, okay, if we're not meditating, if we're not doing, uh, going through God's word and letting it sit in our minds, then we're going to be weak and we will sink. It causes stability. It's the same thing with our muscles, our frame of our body. We can have bones and our bones are strong, but what if our muscles are weak? Then we won't be able to stand up straight. So how do we strengthen it? So let's look at uh, Philippians 4. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. This is verses 8 and 9. Philippians 4, verses 8 and 9. Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. The things which you learned and received and heard and saw me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. If our thoughts are not fitting into these categories, it will cause us to be anxious and it will rob us of peace and of joy. And it will weaken our muscle. It will weaken our mind. So if we want our mind to be strong, then we will meditate on what the scripture says. We will meditate on things that are noble, things that are just, things that are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of good report, virtue, anything praiseworthy, things that we have learned from the scripture, which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me. And the God of peace 
will be with you. See, meditation brings strength to the mind and it strengthens the muscles of the mind to be strong so that it does not rob us of our stability in God. Amen. Okay, finally, finally, uh, meditation builds faith. Meditation builds faith. Philippians 4, 8, and 9. And we're also going to look at Ephesians 6, 16. Meditation builds faith. Finally, brethren, right? We, oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, which I already read that, right? So finally, brethren, whatever things are true or things are noble or things are just, right? We've read that already. The scripture gives us the categories that we should um, keep our mind on. But the thing is that you might say to yourself, right? You're going to say, oh, but how am I going to, you know, but I still need to read the news and I hear all these things that are happening and, you know, all these things. It's okay to hear the news. It's okay to know what's going on. And I think the the key words is it's okay to be aware of what's going on, but what is informing the mind, right? It's about what we're informing our mind. It's our perspective. And our perspective is shaped by God's word. We can know all the news that's going on. But what's really informing the mind? Allow God's word and what he speaks to you to inform you instead of what you hear on the news and such. Because God knows, God doesn't want us to think that everything is rainbows and birds and everything is okay and and nothing bad is going to happen or happens. That's not the, that's not the, the whole thing of it. The, the, the aim is that when you hear or see bad news, you have strength, you have faith to sustain and keep going. So that's why I say that meditation builds faith. Allow God's word to inform instead. Ephesians 6.16 says, Above all, taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. How can we take up our shield of faith when we are only filled with the evil things that we hear and we see all the time? Or if we think bad of ourselves, how can we take up our shield if what we're thinking about all the time, constantly, is that there's this going on, this person died, the crash on this street, this person got robbed, uh, there's a tornado over here, there's a hurricane over there, there's, you know, if this is the only thing we're thinking and we're meditating, how are we going to have faith? Where's the faith going to come from? Right? So when we meditate on God's word, it builds that shield up. It builds it up. We can't live on this earth mixed in with the things of this earth. That's why the word says that we should be transformed, not conformed to the world. 
we have to have that strong faith. And how we have that strong faith is by continuously renewing our mind with what the Word of God says. We have to remember that life is a walk. It's a long journey. It's not a simple run or a sprint. We're not just going to get there because we take one leap. It's a constant thing. It's a, it's a long journey. And so we take our time with God and spend time with him to allow him to speak to us, allow him to um, renew our mind and change our form of thinking. And this goes to any, any type of struggle that we may be having, whether it's a porn addiction, whether it's uh, struggles with uh, people, struggles at work, struggles and meditation is going to be one of those keys that we need in order to have that faith to keep on going, in order to have that faith to keep on going forward. As Isaiah 40, 31 says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not be faint. When we meditate on God's word, we engrave new thoughts into our mind that helps build up our soul. We gain direction for life and he will perfect his will in us. It will bring us to deeper truths and we will begin to taste more of God's goodness. Amen. Psalm 119, verses 97 to 102 says, Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. You, through your commandments, make me wiser than my enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, because I keep your precepts. I have restrained my feet from every evil way that I may keep your word. I have not departed from your judgments, for you yourselves have taught me how sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Though your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. When we meditate on God's word, we become wiser than those who hate us. We become wiser than our enemies. When we meditate on God's word, we gain more understanding than teachers. When we meditate on God's word, it will keep our feet from going evil ways. And that goes back to our scripture from earlier. that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. It will build your faith up because you will begin to taste, as the, the scripture says, you will taste the word. It will be sweet to you. 
And why will it be sweet? Because you will see its goodness. And when we see God's goodness in our lives, then it builds faith in our inner being. And the more we do that, we put more, it's like building a wall. Each brick that we gain when we're with God, as we continue to meditate, will build up a strong wall. And we're building up that faith. And we're remembering every good thing that God has done because we continue to meditate on that. And as we meditate that, we have more bricks and more, do we get the picture? And so we become strong in our faith. So now when the wicked one tries to throw a fiery dart, we have a brick up for that. Amen. It builds up faith. It builds up faith. Second Corinthians 10, 3 to 6. So we're closing up soon. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. Our weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty in God. Where are we pulling strongholds down from? Where are they? Where are those strongholds that he's talking about? Where are, how are we casting that? What arguments are we casting down? What high thing is exalting itself against them? It's in the mind. All these things that is being said in this scripture is in the mind. Pulling down stronghold. What are those things that we have held on to so strongly, but they're lies? They're lies, they're lie principles that we have built life on, but it's no good. It's not going to take us further to the perfect will that God has for us. But if we're not meditating on God's word, we're not going to know to pull them down. How will you know the arguments? Have you ever been arguing with yourself back and forth that you give yourself a headache about an issue? Because you feel like you want to take the wrench. But the, but the Bible says that we shouldn't on our, uh, uh, take revenge on our enemies. But it'll make you, you feel like it'll make, and you're going back and forth and back and forth. It said, the word says that it'll cast down those arguments. Or maybe you have a thought that says sickness is going to come. You know, sometimes the thoughts that we have, only God knows Whatever it is, any high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, anything that is not according to who God is or the knowledge of God is from the devil. But how will you know? How will you have faith to pull it down if we're not meditating? Amen? So we need faith in God's word to pull down strongholds, to cast down arguments, And where does that faith come from? That faith comes from hearing the word of God and allowing your mind to think upon God's word that you've heard to become stronger 
in our faith. Amen? And I'm going to close with that. I'm going to close with that. Biblical meditation helps our mind to renew the mind, it strengthens our mind, and it builds our faith in God. It has a lot of benefits. So may we this week begin to practice more on meditating on God's word. Even if it's five minutes, take something that you're struggling with, pick a few verses. I have even had it um, written on my wall. I'll take the verse and I'll write it on a note and I'll stick it on my wall so that every morning I wake up, I see it. Think about it. Chew on it. Stay on it. And deliverance will be yours. Amen? Deliverance will be yours. Let's pray this morning. Lord, I thank you and I give you praise, Lord God, for everything that you're doing in our midst. May you continue to do your work among us, Lord God. As we have heard your word, O Lord, may we be stirred up, Lord God. May we be re-energized, Lord. May we be inspired, Lord God. May we hunger for more of you this morning. May we go after you, Lord, this week to want to take time out just to be with you, Lord God. We want to be stronger Christians, Lord God. We want to be able to go out there and know that you are God. Know that you have something better for us, O Lord. Reveal that will as we sit with you this week, O Lord. We thank you and we give you praise, O Lord God, for everything that you're doing in our midst, O Lord God. And if there's anybody in this uh, who's listening this morning who is struggling, may you be with that person, Lord God, this morning in the name of Jesus. May you come in. May you give them a word for them, O Lord. May you bless them this morning, Lord God, and lift that burden from them this morning in the name of Jesus. May they know that you are God and you will never leave them and you will never forsake them, Lord God. We thank you and we give you praise for all things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.